The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our epistle reading for today from Revelation chapter 12, and especially these final verse, this final verse we read in verse 12. It says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens and you who dwell in them, but woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows his time is short. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Are we at war? I know that in my lifetime I've seen that headline or heard a news anchor ask that question more than once. And it seems like a rather odd question in one way. If we're at war, shouldn't we know it? We had better know it if we are at war, right? But in our world, it seems like it is a much harder question to answer than it used to be. Wars used to have fairly decisive beginnings and endings. They started with a declaration of war, or perhaps an unexpected yet decisive attack. They usually ended with a signed treaty, or a good old-fashioned surrender. But now we seem to get engaged in activities which some say are clearly wars, and others just as confidently say are not wars. Well, so it is among warfare, among the nations in the modern age. But today, our scriptures would remind us that there is another type of war in this world. And when it comes to this type of warfare, have no doubt we are at war. Now the type of war I speak of, of course, is that war of a spiritual nature. And I suppose one could try to pinpoint two different places where this war began. One could say it all started way back in Eden, where a crafty serpent sought to destroy the perfection that God had created. But our text from Revelation today would actually point us to a different point in human history to help us understand at least where this war that you and I are engaged in began most recently. Yes, the book of Revelation tells us that this part of the war came when a woman gave birth to a son. When then after that, a dragon tried to kill that son, and then after that, that son was caught up to heaven. Yes, the part of the war that we speak of today began when Jesus was born, when the devil tried to do his worst to Jesus, and then when God received him back into heaven after his death and resurrection. The book of Revelation, in accord with the rest of scriptures, tell us that up until that time when Jesus ascended back into heaven, the devil could appear before the Lord, and he did, to make accusations. But once Jesus had been raised up victoriously and had returned to his heavenly throne, this could go on no longer. All of the accusations of the devil had been proven demonstrably false, and so now his place would be taken from him there permanently. 
But as our reading told us, he didn't just go quietly into the night. No, there was war in heaven. He had to be forcefully removed. Michael, the archangel, and the other angels of God, who we remember this day, eventually cast down Satan out of heaven. And for heaven, it was the end of that war. For no longer would Satan be present there to spread his accusations. No, heaven would now be reserved alone for the adoration of the Father and his conquering victorious Son, Jesus. But on that very same day when the devil was cast down out of heaven, another war began. Where? Well, here on earth. For the devil was cast down out of heaven and on to earth. Now earth would be the only domain in which he would be able to do his work in. And he was not, and he still is not, happy about that arrangement. And even more troubling for the devil is he knows that not only is he now stuck here, so to speak, on earth, but earth is not even his final destination. No, on the last day, he and all of his angels will be cast into the abyss forever. And so we must know that we have one unhappy and urgent enemy in the devil. His wrath is raging, and his time is short. This war has been going on now for over 2,000 years in our time, and perhaps that is why even in the church every once in a while, we do need to stop and ask that question, are we at war? Because the constant battle that is engaged for so long can make us think that the war is over, or at least that there's no danger going on in this war. And when one believes they are not at war, well, then they tend to get lax. They tend to think, to think that they don't really need to be overly prepared to fight. They trust that others who sort of like that kind of thing will take care of the occasional skirmishes that might need to be fought. To some extent in our own country, it seemed for a while like the war against God and his ways was so tepid that we might have thought that somehow the war ended. It might have seemed like the devil had retreated in many ways. But the war never was over. It continues to this very day. While there might not have been widespread persecution of Christians in our country, don't take that as a sign that the devil has not been working. In fact, it seems now that his work during those days was to lull the church into a stupor in preparation for his next attack. And sadly, it seems like his tactics might be working pretty well. For the church on the whole has largely put down the weapon of God that he has given to us. Treating the word of God as something to be debated, discussed, or even dismissed, rather than as the very sword we are to swing at the devil. We have given up many times on regular training for spiritual battle, only attending worship here and there, 
and becoming very negligent in time or in our own homes about having time for devotions. We have become in many ways lax. And in some ways we have probably begun in the church to nod off. And have no doubt the enemy would love nothing more. So do you understand the reality that you are engaged in? Do you understand that as God's child you are at war? That Christ and his angels are warring with you against the evil one and his angels? You don't gather here at church on a Sunday in order to mark off some holy to-do checklist item. You gather here to be trained for battle. You gather here to be fed with Christ's food, his body and blood, in order that you might be strong and able to fight. You gather here in order that you might be reminded of the tactics of the devil, in order that he might not be able to catch you off guard. You gather here to remember those who have gone before you, who have fought nobly in olden times, that you might imitate them. You gather here again this day to be told that in this battle, St. Michael, the archangel, and all the other hosts of God, well, they fight right alongside of you. And of course, most important, you gather here around your commander, Jesus, who fought perfectly, who finished victoriously, and who found his eternal seat at the right hand of the Father. And yet one hour of training a week is not sufficient to fight in a war. What fighting force have you ever heard of that's engaged in war that might only train once in a while? So daily you must be in the word in your home. Individually and together as households, you must learn the word. You must memorize the word. You must sing the battle hymns of your fellow warriors. You must speak to the commander in prayer. You should train daily. Why? Well, because the enemy is fierce. He is filled with wrath, and he is urgently planning your demise. But know this. If you simply remain close to Jesus, here in his house and there in your homes, well, then you need not fear this enemy. For Christ is with us, and he sends his very angels to fight on our behalf. There's no chance that we might lose this war. Oh, there might be some long and hard battles along the way, but we know the end of them for those who hold fast to Christ is victory. Christ has already won the battle by his life, his death, his resurrection and ascension. The devil has been defeated. He has already been cast down out of heaven onto earth. And soon he will be cast out of heaven or out of earth and into the abyss. Just don't ever forget that until that day you are at war. Don't think of it as in any other terms. Or otherwise the evil one will have it all too easy with you. So today, confess those times when you have not trained for battle as your Lord commands, and as would be wise for one in war, 
Admit those times when you have sort of just left it to others to be prepared for this battle. Come clean, perhaps, so you might have left others in your own household without the full armor of God because it seemed like the spiritual war was so distant. For while Jesus is, in fact, that victorious, conquering king, he is also your kind, merciful Savior. If you will admit your failures in this regard, indeed, he who chose you at your baptism will forgive you again this day. He'll take away your weakness and your lack of resolve. He'll give you his life and his spirit in order that you might be made ready to stand firm and to fight. He will send to your side St. Michael, the archangel, and all his heavenly host, those angels who see God's face in heaven every day. Have no fear. Jesus has chosen to give you the kingdom, and he is your king. He sends his angels to fight alongside of you, and soon that dragon, that old ancient serpent, he will be cast into the abyss. And you, you will be taken to that victory party for the Lamb of God in heaven forever. So this day, know that the angels are with you. But even more, know that Christ is with you. Stand firm and fight. Amen. <laughs>